0: You are listening to the Book Your Dream Clients Podcast. Bite-sized episodes from one coach to another to help you create and scale your business with simplicity. No hustle required. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Book Your Dream Clients Podcast. We have Liz Fast with us today and she helps women all around the world let go of what they should do, and embrace what they feel connected to, which is ultimately living a life of purpose. You are going to love this episode, so sit back, relax, and enjoy. Liz, thank you so much for being on the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I'm super excited you're with us today.
1: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here.
0: I'm excited to have you on, so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody, and we'll go ahead and get started.
1: Yeah, so I'm Liz, and I'm a licensed therapist as well as a life coach business mentor. I'm also a wife and an adventurer and a country girl, and I love just making memories and having fun. And yeah, I help women primarily step away from what is not serving them and into what they feel aligned and called to do, whether that's your dream business or in relationships, or if it's just ditching your day job and finding something better. I really help people step into their power.
0: You're definitely speaking my language, feeling aligned. What do you feel called to do? And I think that's something that as much as we can hear it over and over and over again, whether we're listening to podcasts or reading blog posts, seeing it on social media in a catchy infographic, Sometimes it's really hard for us to get the confidence to do the thing. Like we can share and love something as much as we want, but when it comes to taking the big steps in our lives, like you said, whether it's our business or your, your personal life, why is it so scary to follow our calling? Why, why is that? Oh my gosh, this is such a good question.
1: Well, I'm going to put my therapy hat on for a second, because (laughs) I actually think this is more of. A therapeutic reason than it is a coaching reason. I think most people are afraid to follow their dreams and really do what they feel called to do because they've spent their whole life being taught not to. Most mm-hmm. people, if you grew up in where we are America, there's a lot of external expectations and standards that we as young individuals were absorbing and being taught even in a subconscious manner. And so you create as a child to compartmentalize the world, you put things into categories and boxes and you say, okay, that's allowed. Okay. That's not allowed. Oh, I got validated for doing this. Oh, I didn't for that. And by doing so, you kind of make sense of the world. So it's important that we do this. However, when it comes to our dreams, sometimes they don't fit in any of the boxes people allow us to have or the ones we create. And oftentimes they get squished they it's like putting a wet blanket on our dreams over and over and over again by comments and parents and money and structure and all these things. So we don't think it's actually possible by the time we're well into our adulthood. We think, oh, that was just a childhood dream. I can't actually make that happen. And yet there's still a spark within you. And I like to call it your magic. And that spark, that magic, that light, that still twinkles saying, oh, I really want to do this as a career. I really could see myself chasing this dream. It's still there and it still wants to happen. But the scary part is you've had all these years of saying, well, that's not practical or that won't really work. And that doubt and that fear holds us back from actually taking that leap. And that's more ingrained, just inner dialogue and and doubt. Hope that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I remember doing some work on myself of, you know, why don't, why don't I get, why is it so hard for me to get to the next level of my business? And looking back at my childhood, there were moments where those moments happened for me at the time, but they weren't serving me anymore. Do you have any examples if people are just really new to this concept of things that maybe happened to us when we're little or things that were said or anything else like that. Like I grew up uh, on a farm and so I saw my dad working all the time. And if my dad didn't work, it was hard to, to build and grow your, your farm, your, your family farm. Right. So I grew up knowing that the, when you worked, that's when you made money. And so I had that instilled in my head. If I was in front of my computer, then my business was growing. It was hard for me to grasp the fact that if I'm not here, my business can still grow. So I was Mm -hmm. in this, you know, hustle mentality, which I cannot stand anymore, but that's how I was running my business. That's my example. Do you have any other examples?
1: Yeah, no, that's a great one. And mine's kind of similar, but yet still a little different. So my dad is from another country and he came here for college to America. And so growing up, he really instilled in us hard work and that things in America are so magical and amazing. And opportunity is knocking that you can live the American dream, but it's not given to you Mm -hmm. and it's not guaranteed. And he feels so lucky that he was able to live here coming from another country. So with that, I had hard work instilled in me as well. And so I very much so believed, oh my gosh, I have to work so hard to prove that I am deserving and I can have this American dream, quote unquote, that Mm -hmm. I can make it here, even though I'm born and raised. And I was very lucky. I was privileged and I had a lot of opportunity. And my parents worked really, really hard for, I mean, I'm one of, like six kids. So I've got Mm -hmm. a big family too. So I had it in my mind that to make money, you have to be very smart and you have to work really hard. And my dad was a doctor. So for me, it was school and education that got put on me. So I had to excel in school. That was the only way. And that isn't true, especially now, you know, Mm -hmm. now I have student loan debts from 10 years ago, I'm still paying for a degree that I'm very grateful for now, but I didn't necessarily need to have to be Mm -hmm. successful. And so that's an example of, you know, it served me at that time as a child, as the world has changed. And as I have changed and evolved, it doesn't align and serve me now as I'm trying to step into my, you know, confident and calm and balanced life. As I move forward,
0: it's almost like we have one foot in this life and another foot in that life. And we really want our feet to be together so we can move forward, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's so scary to put them together because the question is what if our dream doesn't pan out? What if our idea fails? What if, what if, what if, what if, how do we get past the, what if,
1: Well, I think the first thing that's most important is building self-trust, having trust with you that you can make decisions, risky ones, even, and no matter what you have your own back that you have figured it out and you always will figure it out. And most women that I've worked with do not have that deep inner self-trust. They've got a lot of doubt again, like what if, what if, what if? And so what we tend to work on is what are things in our life that we have done in the past that have served us. So, for example, I went to a college that my parents did not want me to go, and I made that choice by myself for myself, and it was the best choice I could have made. And I did it all on my own. I made the right call for me. And I had my own back and there are so many other people that will have your back as well. But if you don't have your own back, if you don't believe that you can figure it out and you have things working for you, then that doubt's going to seep in and it's going to halt you. It will impact you in a negative way. So I really work on self-trust with my clients so that they can calm that fear of what if, because the likelihood of something not going according to plan is pretty high. It Mm -hmm. might not go according to your plan. It doesn't mean it won't be even greater than you imagined or something will look different and a new opportunity will come that you didn't even know you were wanting or desiring, but it's absolutely perfect. So it's not so much about it not going right. It's just How do you feel comfortable knowing that you're going into something that's unknown, but believing that no matter what, something good will happen, that you will get through it because Mm. you have that trust and belief that you have, and you will take care of yourself.
0: I think I always worry that my self, my trust in myself is blinding me to red flags and I think a lot of people are afraid of that. What if my excitement and my, oh no, I can do this is me covering up all of the the possibilities. But really I like how Liz said it probably, it might not, it's probably not going to go your way. There's something probably better underneath. I have a perfect example. I have a client who for months has been talking about how she's going to leave her nine to five because a lot of times that's what we think we have to do right We've got to leave our nine to five because that's what everyone says and she put in her two-week notice she had her office cleaned out like everything was ready to go and her company said, okay, we don't want to lose you so what would be the perfect position for you And so she presented to them I would love to have this as my new role. And she designed it exactly how she would love to show up to work every day. And they gave it to her. And so she's like, you know what, now I'm loading back my office back up and I'm still here, but it's in a way that suits me. And she said, I never would have thought that this would have been possible for me. Well, that's not what everyone's, you know, the outcome it can be, but it is interesting to go that route to see if I make this change, something different is going to happen to me. And it's almost like you have to be open to what that is. Do you Mm -hmm. follow me? Yeah, no,
1: that's a fantastic example. And I, I actually, I have a program called ditch your day job. And yet I also tell people and remind people, you do not have to quit your job and you do not have to go against the nine to five to still follow your dreams. Maybe your dreams actually are a position like your client within your nine to five. And mm-hmm. that's what you want. And unfortunately, because I think, especially in the last few years, everything has gone on line and we're trying to get really creative with income and income streams that we have this new belief that everything has to be entrepreneurial based and that it just isn't true. It's not for everyone. It's not meant for everyone. And I, I have clients too, that thought they wanted to quit their jobs and, thought that this dream of having their own, they wanted to have their own private practice was the answer, but come to find out what they wanted was just a different kind of position with a different kind of benefit package that took pressure off of them being a single parent, but Mm -hmm. that they had good benefits that they knew their daughter was taken care of and that they could come home every night and just focus on their daughter. They didn't have to worry about private clients and office Mm -hmm. space and babysitters. And that is what's so important about creating a life that is in alignment with you. It doesn't have to make sense to anyone else. Mm -hmm. It's yours. And that's what coaches are hopefully
0: going to do for you and help you do. Mm-hmm. I like that. It doesn't have to make sense to anyone else but you. And that was such a big shift for me when we started homeschooling. That is going to bring up some a lot of uncomfortable conversations with people who do not understand why in the world you would choose to do this. And you mm-hmm. have to be confident in your decisions uh, because you know what's best for you and your family. Only, only you know that. So let's say somebody wants to make this big change in their, and in the, I'm just going to go with their business because it's a, there's a majority of people who are listening are coaches. They want to take a leap in their, in their business, and they're ready to embrace the life of working on their business all day. They don't need their job anymore. They're ready to do this. The thing is for these coaches, a lot of times they like to be busy. They like to be creative and do, do things. They love their business so much. They would work on it 24 seven because they love it. Right. They, they gave birth mm-hmm. to it. They created it. So it's hard to pull them away. So if you're going to give them more time to be present on, on screen or behind the screen, how do you keep that under a healthy balance? Because it can really eat away at you being online 24 seven. I think mm-hmm. mental health, while running an online business is not talked about enough. So can we talk about that? Oh
1: yeah, this is so important. And it's really a topic I love too. And it's not talked about. I would say the biggest, I'm going to be bold in my statement here, (laughs) but the biggest thing I would say, and some people would disagree is you are not your business and your business is not. you. And a lot of people disagree with that, but here's what I have to say. We as coaches and healers and service-based entrepreneurs are basically showing up as us and people are attracted to our energy. People are attracted to our story, our lifestyle, especially if you're sharing that kind of information on social media. I'm a country girl. I will like love the mountains. I'm outdoorsy. That's, that's me. Mm-hmm. And I'm sharing that with my community on social media. So that they feel connected to me, right? They feel, oh wow, okay, now I know a little bit more of Liz's style and her vibe. However, my business and my brand is not me as a whole. It doesn't complete me, define me, and it's not the end all, be all. Mm -hmm. And yet, we feel like we, I did this personally, where I got in the trap of, oh my gosh, I have to do all these things so it matches my brand, and I have to go, go, go because I've always done that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to slow down. And it's really awkward and hard to slow down Mm -hmm. when you don't know anything else and money depends on your work, right? You know, you have to get new clients, you have to promote, you have to do all that. So what I would really say to that is finding specific things in your life that have absolutely nothing to do with your business that bring you joy and make sure that you have it scheduled in your schedule at least one time a week. Somewhere in your calendar, it has nothing to do with your work. And for me, I try and learn something new, something really silly. I don't know how to rock climb. And my husband and I decided (laughs) to try to go to this little gym and rock climb and be little monkeys and run around. (laughs) We have no idea what we're doing. And it has absolutely nothing to do. And I'm not sharing that with my business community. Mm -hmm. So I think privacy Is another thing we, as a culture have kind of thrown privacy out of the window. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everybody is in everyone's personal space. You know, everyone knows what your house looks like and the clothes you wear and your, your relationship and your kids and your grandma. It's just like, nothing is personal and private and you have to respond within 24 hours. So boundaries in your business are really hard to maintain. And I think if you're able to provide boundaries for yourself within your business and your home life and keep something separate, you'll be so surprised that there's something the world doesn't have that you do have that you can then go to, to have respite and to relax and not feel the pull and the go that you can kind of, you know, lean in on. I don't know if that makes sense.
0: Oh my gosh. It makes so much sense. And I, It gave me kind of goosebumps when you said you can have something that the world doesn't have. And for me, that's spending time with my kids when we're homeschooling. I don't put my kids on social media or anything like that. And I'm always going to stick to that, but also doing something outside like gardening. Yeah. I'll share little bits and pieces of it, but that's like my therapy. That's my way of, I am leaving the phone in the house and I am going out and I'm going to pick my tomatoes and I am going to do this and that because I think that we, we feel like we always have to post a story of every hour, whenever we we switch tasks or we're doing something different, why can't we ever just be present? And when you feel like it's okay to let go and just be you in that moment and not have to share it with everybody else, why does everyone else need to know everything about you and what you're doing right now? You don't have to do that. You can really release that pressure. And I think what Liz said is so important because if we feel like we're always on, we're never going to be able to fill our cups back up for the next day because you guys are coaches and you guys are taking care of other people. So if you're constantly pouring from a cup with a couple drops in it, because you gave everything to everybody else all day long, it's going to come back and, and bite you and it's not going to be easy. Your body is going to either show you that you need to take a break before you take one uh, for yourself. So thank you for bringing that out there because I think that's so important. What are your thoughts about the pressures of social media and having to show the behind the scenes of this and show the behind the scenes of that and what that can do as a business owner who's trying to run her business, take care of her family and do all the things. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm right there with you. You know, I'm doing the same thing. Something that my mentor actually shared with me. This was. It was so simple, but it like totally caught me off guard. She says, "How will people know if it's the behind the scenes or not? Like Mm. how how will they know? (laughs) It's what you (laughs) it's what you choose to share. Mm -hmm. So you can spend a day kind of creating some behind the scene tasks that turn into a reel or whatever, and you share on social media but your real behind the scenes doesn't have to be shared and no one's going to know it's yours. And that's again, where privacy, it's okay to have it. And it's okay to have something the rest of the world doesn't have. They actually don't need to know moment by moment, exactly what you're doing. You as a business owner, if you were to create a product or a coaching program, like you plan it out in advance, right. And you make Mm -hmm. sure all the kinks are figured out. And during that process, like, People don't know about the program yet. People don't know anything about it. They don't mm-hmm. know those behind the scenes. So if you're not, you know, you don't have to share all those details. So I think it's just allowing yourself the permission to pick and choose and be completely okay with only sharing small minor tidbits that might not even be happening in the moment but mm-hmm. have happened a week ago. That's okay. Who's right. going to know? <laughs> like mm-hmm. I just think I think when I heard that it was just like, oh, yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter. Like mm-hmm. I have this belief that it has to be in this minute and they have to see me right now. So mm-hmm. I've been recently sharing some posts of me backpacking um a couple of years ago. I have these videos. Mm-hmm. And the content is so beautiful and I'm backpacking through this gorgeous mountainside and it doesn't change, you know, I'm not sharing irrelevant stuff. It's still very relevant. It makes sense to my brand, but I'm not sharing currently I'm in my house. It's a hot mess. (laughs) 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 I, you know, like, I mean, yeah, I, I will also share that too, to keep it real, but you know, what I'm trying to work on in my business, again, my business isn't just, it's not defined by me. I am not it. Like I can share this stuff from a few years ago and it's okay. I give myself permission for that. It's still quality content. It still applies to my brand while I need to rest and not try and produce something. I will just wear my hair in a messy bun, do my job and move on Mm -hmm. (laughs) to the next day. Mm -hmm. And that's how I can fill my cup. Again, you have to figure out how you fill your own cup and give yourself your own space and have that sacred time That is custom to you. And it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else, whatever
0: that is just for you. I love all of that. And I, I know how hard it is when you're building your business and you're just, you know, trying to get everything put together so you can rest. Right. And Mm -hmm. that's the most important time to, to put that into your life. It's almost like you train, train yourself now, because Mm -hmm. as you grow, it's going to be harder to go back in and say, okay, you need to take time off on these days, or you need to not be on your phone constantly checking things. Because I don't know about you, Liz, but when I started my business, I felt like I had to be the business owner at all times because I Mm -hmm. didn't want to lose the momentum. Because if I, if I took a break, everything will just stop and That's how I felt about everything. That's how I feel about my job. That's how I felt about my business, everything. And that's not true. How can you talk somebody through that as they're building and they're hearing, you know, do this to grow your business and do that to grow your business. And they're feeling so overwhelmed with all these things coming at them. Like I just had this conversation with a student earlier this morning, she said, I feel like this tip is great, but I have yet to do it because I feel like another thing for me to have to do. How can we talk through that?
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. The amount of things coming at you, it's so overwhelming and it's paralyzing. Mm -hmm. First thing I would do is actually, I'm a huge proponent of Putting the blinders on in your life. So, cutting out the external noise in your schedule. I unfollowed a ton of people that kind of took up my time or energy. I unsubscribed from a bunch of stuff. Anything that's just extra, that's just noise, that's Mm -hmm. not really important, I immediately got rid of. And then I always hired my, you know, I always believe in hiring for support. Even if you don't think you're ready, you're going to need it. So, I hired a coach myself for mentorship and support, and that is your person. So for me, you know, I hired Erica Carrico. She was my person. And that was the plan. What we were doing together, I narrowed my focus and I just did one step by one step with her guidance. And I didn't try to add in all the other options because if you have too many options, you're watering things down anyways, because you're not able to give hundred mm-hmm. percent of yourself to any of them right? So just give yourself to one focus. Maybe it's creating that one great one-on-one offer. That's it. It doesn't have to be five social media accounts, reels here, TikToks here. You don't actually have to do that to still gain an incredibly successful thriving business. It's mostly building the foundation for you in the beginning. And if you can really focus on just a couple of things, it'll bring your attention inward and it won't be so distracting and overwhelming. And then the other thing I would say is if you can hire, hire, if you can hire out right away, I would. And it doesn't have to be much. I hired out because I was already working full-time as a therapist Mm -hmm. on top of building my private practice and business. I was working in the school system and it was maddening. It was crazy. So I did not have time. And my guess is neither do you guys. So I hired a virtual assistant for five hours a month. It wasn't much money, but I was so intentional on what she did for those five hours. Those were things that I was not good at. Her tasks were things that were around scheduling and backend stuff that I had no idea really how to do anyways. And I was spending hours and hours of my time late at night, trying to figure it out and teach myself and watch YouTube videos when I could have just sent it to her. She would know, she would create a little loom video for me to watch later. And we would have had hours of problem solved in one hour. Mm -hmm. So if you're limited on time, I highly encourage you to hire out and use your resources. That is a total I think business mindset is using your resources. And uh, I think especially us women, we have a hard time asking for help. Mm -hmm. We just would rather get it done ourselves. We think it's faster if we do it ourselves, but it isn't, it isn't. And it will come and bite you in the butt later. If you're exhausted, you're going to forget, forget something. And it happens. I forgot clients on accident. Like that's the worst thing ever. Mm -hmm. And I never want to do that. And that was a big wake-up call for me. But when I was able to pull back, just focus on a couple of things with my coach, I knew exactly what I was focusing on. I cut the noise out of everything I could. It's not ideal. You know, you're going to still have noise, but I mm-hmm. did what I could and I hired out. And I feel like those couple of things made a huge difference in my ability to make movement forward in my business.
0: So much goodness right there. That's why I love to ask this next question. And you can share as much as you feel comfortable with Liz. I love to share, love for you to share what your typical day looks like. Cause I think it's really cool to listen to other people, how they spend their 24 hours and maybe other, others can pull from Liz's day to maybe enhance their own. Would you mind sharing what your typical day looks like?
1: Absolutely. Yes. So I have an AB schedule. So I'm already telling you that I live my life by schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I have one week on where I see my clients and I am able to focus all on my clients during that week. And then my B week is where I do things like this podcast, back end stuff, lesson plans, teaching, like all the other kinds of behind the scenes of a business. So on an A week, when I have my clients, I usually, and just on any average day, I Love morning time and morning time is my time. And I set myself first in the day. That was something my coach at the time when I was beginning said, You have to come first. You Mm -hmm. help so many people all day long. Liz has to come first. So I have maintained that. And usually I go to the gym in the morning, whether it's yoga or whatever class, or I'm actually just lifting weights or something. I usually get up. And literally first thing I do is go exercise and I just take care of my body. It's more of a therapy time than it is an exercise Mm -hmm.
0: time Mm -hmm.
1: for me. And I just go do that. And then I come home, clean up, and then I have my morning tea and food and, and I cook for myself. I love to cook. And, and then I kind of go to my office and I make sure everything is kind of set in advance. I like to come into a really clean and sacred space. So I try and make sure all of that's done the night before. So when I wake up, it feels really clean and nice. It's like a Mm -hmm. nice vibe. I'm Mm -hmm. all about the vibes. (laughs) And, and so then I start my day with clients and I figure out, okay, the first half an hour I start, it's usually figuring out who do I have for the day? What are we covering? You know, what are my gaps? And, and that's my day with just direct client coaching. Um, And then obviously emails and different things like that in between. And then I always take my dog on a walk midday. We take lunch, we go for an hour, we hike all around, we come back and we get back to work. And I do have some nights that are a little bit later. So I have two days a week when I'm, when I'm coaching directly where I'm coaching until probably 8 PM. Mm -hmm. Um, And my husband and I made that agreement together that, I will have two nights where I will work a little later, but the rest of the week, I am always done by five, five thirty and I mm-hmm. am officially shut down. I'm not gonna respond to your email after five thirty. Nor your phone call, nor your text, not on Instagram. Nope, I will talk to you the next day, which was a very hard boundary that I had to set. But my husband was such a supporter of family time. And that is, we sat down and created our family values together. Yes. And I highly encourage folks to do that with whoever you live with. Like, what are the values that you personally have? What are your business values? And then, you know, what are your family values and where do they mesh and where do they not? And try and figure that out. So now I have pretty strong boundaries that families first, especially after five, five thirty at night. And, and then I spend my evenings with them and that could be anything. Gosh, like I said, we're going to go try to climb <laughs> rock climb at a place later
0: tonight. So it's going to look a little different, but yeah, that's kind of a day in the life i I love that and I, we have very similar days and I do love how your husband is involved in this and I think it's really important and they the poor guys never get talked about very much, but they are the ones waiting outside of our office doors right now, right for us to come out of the podcast interview and my husband's usually making dinner and has it ready for me when I come out. thank God. and we don't mention them. They're such a huge support system for us and I don't think they get the credit that. They deserve because can you imagine all of the business talk that they hear us ramble and ramble about and trying to work (laughs) things out in our head and ask them for their opinions on a landing page? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. There's certain conversations
1: that, you know, his work and my work, we kind of share a little bit about it and then we just turn it off. And we really try because otherwise it'll never stop. I will just share and share and share. But yeah, I think, I mean, obviously I'm a marriage and family therapist, so (laughs) I've learned a lot about how important and how significantly important it is to create those boundaries and to have your partner and your family be a part of those decisions. Mm -hmm. So they feel like they're part of your life. Oftentimes when we make business decisions about our schedule and when we're flying, and
0: where we're going without them, they feel unincluded and not as important. Or they feel like they're competing with that part of you. Like we talked about in the beginning, when we feel like we're living different worlds, like we're a business owner and we're this, and don't let your role as a wife or a mother be a separate role either. It should all be all encompassing. Definitely. They are so important and
1: it will make a massive impact on your relationship and your business. When you feel like you are bringing them in, they feel loved, they feel
0: cared for. And then you feel like you can actually separate and balance the two. Cause you don't want to go into your office feeling torn apart between you and your family and yours and your spouse. That's not how, that's not why you created your business to separate you from what's ultimately the most important thing.
1: Right. And that happens all the time. I mean, honestly, when I first started my business, I had no, I had no clue on boundaries. I had no no clue on structure. I, my poor husband was just like lost in the sauce of like, (laughs) where do I, where do I get to see Liz, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And bless his heart, he was so supportive and just And helped wade through the water with me on that, but we had tough talks and he called me out on things. And I was so grateful. I was so grateful that for that safe space that we could have that conversation because now, you know, I, I do have priorities and separation and I remind myself, I am not my business. I am a part Mm -hmm. of my business and it is going to grow and succeed on its own, you know, I'm going to continue to build it. And I'm also going to continue to nourish and love my marriage
0: and give that attention. It deserves as well. Mm, I love that. I, I think that's so important to note, whether you're married, you're in a relationship or not, take this all into consideration with the people in your life, because you don't want them, you don't want your mom to have to make a calendar booking with you to see you or your husband or your wife, you don't want them to go to your website to book time with you, you should set time aside for them and specifically for them. So you can Feed all of those parts of you that make you who you are. Uh, Liz, this was a great conversation. We went to so many different avenues, and I think it all comes together beautifully. So, why don't you go ahead and share how everyone can find you on your website and social media?
1: Yes. So, you can find me on my website at lizpaceran.com. And you can also follow me on Instagram at lizpaceran. And I'm on Facebook, Liz Paceran Life Coaching.
0: Amazing. We will put Liz's links in the show notes. So you guys can easily click on those and go and follow her and share that you're listening to the podcast. So she can uh, see who's all tuning in. And I'm sure if they have questions, they can send you a message during your hours. (laughs) (laughs) Please
1: send a message anytime. That's what's so cool. (laughs) I'll get back to you when I'm back at work. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) thank you so much for being. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for being here. Um, it was much appreciated. I'm grateful for your time and we'll see everyone on the next episode. Be sure to tune into the next one. And also please make sure you go show your love for Liz. Before you go, I want to invite you to join my free Facebook group for coaches. Simply type dreamclientcommunity.com in your browser, request access, and we'll happily let you in. We have amazing coaches in there just like you who are starting and scaling their business and we would love to see you there.